Hello, this is Think Sustainability, the podcast where we look at practical solutions for a better planet. I'm Lawrence Bull. In a recent episode, we critiqued some of the best and worst environmental and socially conscious ads of the past decade. Listener, you know when you see somebody else do something really well and go, hey, that looks easy. I should try that. Well, that was me. So in this episode, I'll attempt to make a pro-environmental radio ad and find out what works, what doesn't, and why. The idea to make an ad started while I was talking to our guest, Amy Smith, a PhD student and sessional academic in marketing at UTS. Here's me. So I wanted to make an ad, but... I wanted to sort of use the concepts we're talking about here and borrow from the things that worked about these ads and make some sort of ad on the podcast, maybe just 30 seconds to a minute to, I don't know, just tell people to do something good. Okay. Are you asking (laughs) for my help or my advice on this? (laughs) What do you you want them to do? I was thinking maybe use less petrol. What do you think? Yeah. Well, that was all the enthusiasm I needed. Despite us talking for most of the episode about the terrible tendency for environmental messages to put all the responsibility on the individual, my only idea was to go out and do exactly that. Okay. What kind of consequence or like incentive do the people have for doing that? Yeah. I mean, the consequence ultimately is climate change, isn't it? Which has lots of far-reaching consequences, but aren't so obvious and immediate and I guess not really on that one person Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the extra few kilometers that they drove so that's difficult they could throw away their car today that's not going to stop climate change so so it's hard to communicate that as a consequence okay scrap that next idea what about okay the consequence is that when you're old and you're talking to your grandchild and your grandchild says what did you do? Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's so good. How much yeah. did you drive? Did you take the bus? Did you ride your bicycle? <laughs> yeah, like a little coughing child. <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so smart, Lauren. Oh, good, good. All right. You don't think it's too cliche or something? Look, I think some of the ones we've listened to are so cliche today and they've been amazing. Mm. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> if it works, it works. Yeah. You're a timeless classic. So do they do they lie to the kid or do they or maybe we don't even hear how they respond? Do they lie to the kid? No, I don't think they need to hear how they respond. Then you can have your big mm. kind of consequential moment Mm. of what's going to happen what would you do imagine Mm. being in that situation yeah but you don't have to do it (laughs) just have a child choking (laughs) almost so so just don't do it to save the planet do it to assuage your guilt uh, when it comes to some uncomfortable conversation with your grandchild (laughs) in 50 years (laughs) so i got to work i wrote up a draft ad and i asked an expert to help me make it My name is Sam Saunders. I am a Chief Creative Officer from the Advertising Creative Space, and I am currently an entrepreneur with several brands, both in the United States and Australia. 
on a previous episode, we played your radio ad, which was like, this is not an ad kind of ad. So here's how a radio ad is usually made. A script is written. The writer and ad execs then get in their cars and drive to the client to present it. Once approved, about 300 actors will get in there. Literally, like calling in your commercial. And in this episode, I'd like to play your Super Bowl commercial. Don't move. There's nothing wrong with your TV. Your screen should now be completely black. For the next 60 seconds, we're going to give your TV a well-earned rest. Well, actually, that's a bit of a lie. We're giving the power grid a rest. See, when a regular flashy commercial plays on TV, for every million people watching it, almost 5,000 pounds of CO2 is produced from playing video footage on all those TVs. That's more than two tons in 60 seconds. So please don't switch the channel. You are right now unknowingly playing your part in helping reverse climate change by simply doing nothing more than listening. Easy, isn't it? There are lots of other easy things we can all do today to help stop global warming that will save money, create green jobs and improve our health. Visit globalgreen.org now to see what you can do and how to get involved. 60 seconds are up. Sorry, Power Grid. Did that actually play in the Super Bowl? No, it did not. I've been trying to sell it as an ad for the Super Bowl because so many televisions, big screen TVs are on at that moment. Mm. And the kind of numbers you're looking at for the carbon emissions, I think that that TV spot is one that could actually affect a change in behavior, which is yeah. a really rare thing. It's one of my proudest uh, pieces of creative I've ever, 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 ever made. When a brand lives a promise versus just talks about a promise, that's where, that's where there's, there's a lot of power, I think. Obviously, for an issue like the climate crisis, things need to change, and that means people need to change, and people who perhaps don't see themselves as environmentalists or, or whatever, to some extent, need to get on board. So how does that work? How do you start thinking about that? Well, changing behavior is the number one most difficult thing to do in advertising. It's sort of one of those jokes as a chief creative officer, I'll have teams come and they'll present work and, and it's like what the juniors kind of will do. They'll present work that they assume it's going to be so amazing that it's going to change behavior and it just, that's just not what is realistic. Trying to convince someone to believe what you believe is really, really hard. Selling an iPhone is much easier than getting people to believe what I believe. Yeah, especially when there's a, a multi-billion dollar industry that's uh, going to outfund you. Yeah. If you're a charity and you're wanting to engage people on an emotional level and a rational level, you've got to uncover the emotional triggers and then chase it up with the rational. So lead with the emotional and follow up with the rational triggers. And the reason I say that is it's all to sort of first thoughts to come out and say, you guys should all recycle and you should have halogen light bulbs and you should have a hybrid or an electric car. That's what you should do. But why should you do that? Now, if I came out and said to a young father, you and your wife have just given birth to this child who's going to have probably 90 plus years on the planet. It's up to all of us to leave this planet a better place for your daughter. And the ways to do that are X, Y, Z, A, B, C. 
that's getting you a little bit closer to sort of leading with an emotional benefit that may change behavior or at least plant the seed so that when those big decisions do come up where you're changing your car or whatever it is, there is something one can do. But it's a tricky one. I'm glad you, you brought up the next generation thing because with my uh, extremely limited knowledge about how advertising works and everything and trying to, to make a radio ad, that was my thinking. So I wrote this script. I'm looking for constructive feedback. I'm sure that it will radically change and I'm sure it probably should. So the setting is a dinosaur exhibition at a natural history museum. And there's some, you know, appropriate sound effects. The boy's there with his dad. And he says, is that a real dinosaur skeleton or just pretend? Well, it's not a real skeleton. It's a fossil. What's a fossil? It was a real skeleton, but over thousands of years, the skeleton turned to rock. Why didn't this one get burnt? What do you mean? Why would it get burnt? My teacher said they used to burn fossils. Oh, those were different kinds of fossils. Fossil fuels. She said that's why we have the disaster season now. Yeah. I hate the disaster season. Yeah, me too. Did you know that was going to happen? Oh, yeah, sort of. We knew something bad was going to happen. Did you tell them to stop? Tell who? The people who were burning the fossils. On Australia's west coast, there's a gas processing facility that's set to spew out more carbon pollution than the rest of the country emits in 10 years. It's called the Burrup Hub. Contact your local MP. Tell them to stop. Yeah, cool. Um, what's the Burrup Hub? It's uh, on the Burrup Peninsula, like halfway up the West Australian coast. Uh, it's a, a massive gas thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah ga- and, and fertilizer. It's actually a bunch of different things, but uh, I think the gas one might be the biggest problem, but they're all yep. very problematic from a carbon standpoint, yeah. Okay, that's a pretty cool ad. There was something that really stuck out to me. So I talk about advertising a lot in terms of the big idea. The big idea you've got in there is the disaster season. That really jumps out to me as something that if you were to replace the word summer, which we all know it evokes all these different memories of you know travel and splashing in the ocean and rock pools, throwing frisbees and all that stuff. It really is a very emotional, nostalgic word. Now, if it was a father and a son having a conversation, and it's like, Dad, what are we going to do this disaster season? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Instead of what are we planning for summer? Mm. That to me will be really cool. Yeah, yeah. I was, that to me is really cool. Just as you were saying that with the disaster season, I was picturing like a faux ad for, you know, this disaster season, why don't you hop on a flight to blah, 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 you know, <laughs> escape, yeah, escape yeah. the fires, escape the, the cyclones or something like that. I don't know if that's, yeah, yeah. that might, might be a bit ridiculous, but um, yeah. No, that's not ridiculous at all. I mean, it, it's at the point now where especially in the US and Australia, it is the disaster season's real. Well, yeah, that's that's not ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that's that's likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but I mean, you could do a piss-take tourism ad for Louisiana. If you're a superhero yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you're willing to help yeah. in an emergency... <laughs> disaster tourism. Like, fucking head down to New Orleans <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> for the disaster season. I mean, there's so much play you could have with that, with gifting, with 
just everything getting ready for disaster season. Mm. It could kind of have a hint of dark humor to it. I think it probably should have a hint of dark humor because you don't want it to be like distended tummies sort of metaphor where you, you, you just look away mm. straight away. Yeah. You need to seduce the audience into a message. Mm. And then what you would do is you could, for a publicity stunt, you could lobby the Australian government, the US government, to formally change the word summer to disaster mm. season. The fact that we would identify it and, and, and call it out as that phrase disaster season says that this is here to stay. Mm. Like it's actually a new phrase and a new phrase would only get put in place if there was a very good reason for that. So mm. I fucking think that is massive. Mm. Like I'm a big fan. I, should, I actually think that should be should be made somewhere. Do you have a sense when it comes to environmental campaigns in particular or, or campaigns of that kind of nature of what works and what doesn't work? Or is everyone kind of shooting darts in the dark a bit? It is a bit like throwing darts, sort of darts in the dark a little bit. I mean, the, the climate crisis is a bit different when you show flooding and storms and cyclones and stuff, you kind of go, eh, yeah, we've had cyclones and storms forever. Like that doesn't feel all that urgent, even though it obviously really is. I'd be curious to see what a really good strategist, like a brand strategist or a comms strategist would do to that brief to try to get people to listen, to understand and to act. I think that'd be really interesting. You know, when it comes to a cause, you've really got to, you know, you've got to seduce someone into your message. And that seduction <clears throat> into a message is not going to come from distended tummies and flies and horrible, you know, dogs being beaten. That's not what I would call seductive. I just call that shocking and you look away. So I think the first thing one has to do in any kind of comms is seduce someone into their message and then hope that that message that is delivered can enact some kind of action, some kind of response. It does need some really good thinking behind it, for sure. Mm. Yeah, I guess it, it'd be good to, like you said before, to tell a narrative. I find with podcasting, because we can see, you know, when people are switching off, if we want to, um, you can look at those stats. And the stories I've done where I open with some depressing, even, you know, though it's it's sort of, eye-opening and dramatic when it's a downer way more people switch off but when i lead in with something kind of positive and relatable but interesting then i, I can earn that trust i i tell the story and then you once you've built up enough credit with your audience you can shock them later on or you can depress them later on and stuff but it has to be earned it, you can't just go straight in with it mm. that's my experience in storytelling anyway yeah no that makes sense yeah. that does make sense all right so i've written another ad incorporating a lot of the stuff that we spoke about so give me your feedback i'll take whatever you say now and then just go off and and make a third version i imagine and then that'll be it i'm, I'm not going too far down this road all right here it is 
This disaster season, fly into space with Jetstream Galactic. For only $9.99.99.99, you'll be sitting in the outer stratosphere sipping on one of our delicious mocktails, where you'll have a front row seat to all the disasters at once. Blah, blah, blah. Listener, you'll hear the finished ad at the end, so we'll skip over a bit here. Don't stay locked inside this disaster season. Rise above the smoke and storms and work on that tan with Jetstream Galactic. T's and C's apply. Offer only valid in the event the craft has visibility and safe weather to take off. No refunds in the event of social unrest. The airline takes no responsibility if your doomsday bunker is filled with bloodthirsty marauders. Is this the future you want for the kids in your family? On Australia's web- Very cool. There's a gas That's very cool. I like it. It's really fun. I mean, there's a few little things that I would maybe tweak but that's going into too much detail like the word mocktails there's a couple of little opportunities for extra gags Uh some might be like to sip on sustainably made cocktails or something just some kind of like (laughs) gag around there or recycled cocktails or something yeah yeah yeah, that's so good the greenwashing angle yeah Yeah. um but so i like the concept a lot structurally the opening is the seduction that's really fun and it's just so galactic i love all that I would lose the T's and C's part, even though it's fun, because I feel like you do that and I'm thinking that's the end of the ad. Mm. But you want to get into that action part. The copy's really good. I like the Aussie bushfires and the you win a doomsday bunker. That to me, I was like, holy shit, that's where you want to be. This disaster season is not on earth. It's got that fun seduction up front and then it's got the hard-hitting message at the back. kind of does need, I think, maybe an end line that references disaster season but also saying something about summer Mm, a future without summers or something yeah a season without disasters we used to call it summer some of that so here's the full final version of the first think sustainability pro climate ad this disaster season fly into space with Jetstream galactic for only $9.99.99.99, you'll be sitting in the outer stratosphere, sipping on one of our delicious, sustainably sourced cocktails, where you'll have a front row seat to all the disasters at once. Take a selfie with Australian bushfires on one side and Pacific cyclones on the other, with you in the middle. See what drought and famine looks like from space. Place a bet on where a hurricane makes landfall and you'll go into the draw to win a fully stocked doomsday bunker in sunny Siberia. Don't stay locked inside this disaster season. Rise above the smoke and storms and work on that tan with Jetstream Galactic. Is this the future you want for the kids in your family? On Australia's west coast, there's a gas processing facility that's set to spew out more carbon pollution than the rest of the country emits in 10 years. It's called the Burrup Hub. Contact your local MP. Tell them it's a disaster. This episode of Think Sustainability was made by me, Lawrence Bull. Thanks to Sam Saunders and Amy Smith for coming onto the program. Our series is made possible with the support of 2SER Radio and the University of Technology, Sydney. It's made in Sydney on Gadigal land. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts if you can. If you'd like to hear more episodes, open up any podcast app and search for Think Sustainability.